here in my garage, or at least the original person who did that, the owner of Radio Shack Pier 1 and Modell, which is basically Ty Lopez, in danger of bankruptcy filing, according to sources. So a flashy firm that has scooped up a slew of bankrupt retail brands including Radio Shack, Pier 1 Imports, and Modell's Sporting Goods is now in danger of filing for bankruptcy itself, the Post has learned. Miami-based retail e-commerce ventures, or REV, whose CEO, Ty Lopez, is a self-help guru who lists Bill Gates and Mahatma Gandhi as inspirations and charges up to $1 million a year for coaching and consulting expertise. He has spent $120 million to amass a portfolio of aging retail names that also include Dress Barn, Linens and Things, Steinmart, and the Franklin Mint, according to a source with knowledge of the firm's finances. But lately, Lopez and his co-founder Alex Mayer, a former NASA scientist who helped orchestrate Rev's acquisitions after selling his Zeusk Zeusk dating site in 2019 for $298 million, are opening the books of their privately owned licensing company to prospective investors for a potential sale of all their assets in bankruptcy filing or Hail Mary financing the source said. And the thing is, they probably are going to be able to, like, raise a lot of money through this weird way of doing, like, going about it. My thing is, like, I'm pretty certain Ty Lopez has made a very large amount of money. And Alex Mayer also made a lot of money. So, my line of thinking is, like, let's say that you were to make, let's just say this, let's say that you made $100 million, Right? You could pretty much put that into an index fund and live off of the dividends for the rest of your life and never doing anything at all. Like not lifting up a finger, not like working any sort of job, not creating any sort of business, not investing into real estate, like literally just putting that into an index fund that's basically like SPY or like tracks the S&P 500 and get like an average return of like between 8 to 12%, so about 10% per year. So 10% of 100 million, 10 million a year roughly? Like what? Like you don't got to do crap, right? You don't got to do nothing. Like this is the thing that I never really understood. Like when I see some like super wealthy individuals, like when is there a point where you are finally content with life in terms of financially speaking? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with continuously trying to, like, grow or, like, keep making more businesses, etc., etc. But why would you continue to increase the risk in your life? That's the thing that I don't understand. But let's continue... So they are burning through cash, said one source with direct knowledge of the situation. Rev's revenues and losses last year were both about $60 million compared with about $150 million in sales in 2021 and about $90 million in losses, according to the source. It has racked up about 2 
hundred million dollars in debt, the source added. Marion Lopez did not respond to multiple emails and calls for comment, which of course they're not. On Thursday, the Wall Street Journal reported that Rev has hired law firm Kirkland and Ellis to explore restructuring options. The company recently said it will pause payments on its debts, the journal reported, citing a lawsuit filed by a vendor this week. A major red flag surfaced last month when discount retailer Tuesday morning filed for Chapter 11 just months after Marion Lopez paid $35 million for a controlling stake in the Dallas-based chain last September. The realization that an investment they made less than a year ago is not worth what they put into it could have implications for them because they have investors, said Adam Stain, superb portfolio manager of Pioneering Funding Group, which focuses on distressed debt. It makes it more difficult for Rev to raise more funding with investors who might be thinking, you guys just lit millions of dollars on fire. Now, here's another thing that I don't really understand if you stumble upon this, right? Ty Lopez is a digital marketer, basically, right? He's very good at creating an ad and selling people on a digital product of some form. Alex Mayer was basically like a data guy who owned basically a dating website, also a digital product, right? So you have two guys who are very, very good at making money from digital products, right? Why are they getting, like, I don't understand why they got into basically brick and mortar businesses. Now, I understand what they were trying to do is that they were thinking like, oh, well, we're so good at e-commerce and digital sales. Let's just move into the e-commerce space. Let's turn all these brick and mortar companies into e-commerce space. The problem is you're still dealing with physical aspects of that company, of all those companies, of all the like, there's just so much involved with a brick and mortar business where a digital business, you don't have that. Sure, you have employees if you have like a digital business, but like you don't have to deal with the cost of the physical products pretty much. Like all they were like, they were like, they made millions of dollars on the digital side multiple times over without really any physical products like at all. So why not keep going down that route and making more and more money down that route? Like, I believe this might've been a while ago, but I remember that there's this company that's kind of like an MLM, but not really. Like, legally, legally speaking, I guess they weren't like an MOM, so they weren't even at risk of potentially being like a Ponzi scheme or whatever. But they only sold digital products. But they were a billion-dollar-a-year company. A billion dollars a year. And they were a digital company. That's all they did was digital products. Why not go down that route? Why not just focus purely on digital products? Why go down the route of trying to convert physical businesses into the online market space? Like, there's at times where businesses just need to get, like, buried under the ground six feet deep. Like, there's a point where there's just no more saving them. 
So Lopez, who boasts some 8 million followers on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, and Facebook, has written self-help, self-help books, including his 67 Steps on How to Become Wealthy and Happy that incorporate the teachings of powerful and famous people like Bill Gates, Charlie Munger, Peter Drucker, Gandhi, and my personal mentors. Which I believe, I think I heard like a clip where he was like having like an interview where he broke down the numbers, but I think his 67 Steps product, I think it made like $100 million alone. Which is like crazy. So Lopez teamed up with Mayer, an Iranian-born immigrant with a PhD from the University of Maryland, who worked in risk and safety management of NASA space exploration missions, according to securities filings, at the height of the retail carnage in 2019, when nearly 10,000 stores went out of business. Rev snapped up the rights to the chain's intellectual property, shedding the brick-and-mortar locations with a plan to run them as online-only businesses. They showed out $20 million for Pier 1 imports, $3.6 million for Models, and $6 million for Steinmart. And I believe Ty Lopez also bought Bodybuilding.com, which was the biggest website in terms of like supplements and anything related to bodybuilding, which was like crazy. They were a high-octane machine that grew very fast, said one brand licensing executive who met with the pair early during their rise. Before buying Tuesday morning, Rev raised capital through a series of investor webinars over Zoom and emails seeking accredited investors, mid-sized whales with a net worth over $1 million, excluding primary residents and income over $200,000 in three or 300000 with a spouse or partner as defined by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Last July, Mayer sent clients an email with the come on, me and Ty closed a huge deal to buy bodybuilding.com. See, yeah, I was right. They did buy bodybuilding.com, a brand doing more than $100 million per year. Get on Tuesday's investors orientation call tomorrow if you want more details on our deals that pay up to 25% a year in monthly payments. Two weeks later, Mayer sent another email. Did you realize for every 300k invested, we will send you up to $60,000 a year? Like, what? Like, here's the thing. Like, you can't be like sending like emails like this. Like, that is crazy. Like, the thing is, I don't know if they're gonna face this, but they could potentially face something similar to what an individual named uh, Kevin David faced not too long ago by the SEC where the SEC basically told him like you have to pay 50 million dollars but apparently you don't have that money so we're going to make you pay like one or two million dollars but if we find out that you're hiding any money you're paying all 50 million dollars that you basically scammed out of your customers which is like crazy like, they got to be really careful with how they word this. Now, again, maybe they're doing things above board, but I got to say, like, this is kind of sketchy. Not just kind of, it's really sketchy. Yeah, for every $300,000, we will send you $60,000 a year. 
Another way to put that, for every $300 you give me, I will give you $60 back over the year, which is just crazy. You see, and on September 12th, want to get on Rev's private deal flow? We already paid out over $25 million to investors! Exclamation point! You know, it's just like, man, like, I, I understand digital marketers are trying to convince the people to try to, like, pay up or make a purchase or invest or whatever, but you got to be really careful with how you market this stuff. So in fine print, the emails also say that if you are not an accredited investor, you are not allowed to participate in the call or the deals. They warn you could lose some or all of your money by participating in off-market deals. Whoa, go figure, right? The promotional emails appear to have stopped in November. Rev's methods for luring investors, in particular promising investors certain returns, could also land it in legal hot waters to David Towell, President of Approaching Capital. Federal regulatory agencies, including the SEC, are very sensitive to retail investors being sold hard with guaranteed returns without any substantiation to vote toward the post. Which, again, this is basically what the issue was with the person that I said that faced, that actually lost to the SEC, where they were charging like a hundred grand, like for like do-it-yourself Amazon store, you never got to do anything, passive income, blah, 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 nonsense, right? Or like automated, like crypto trading kind of nonsense. And they made crazy promises to the people that bought it and did not deliver anything basically to them, right? You can't make guarantees like this. Like, for example, if you stumble upon this, Let's say that you're selling like a fitness product and the fitness product says like, oh, the goal of the fitness product is for you to basically lose weight, right? You could basically say like, hey, if you follow this program, you can learn how to lose, you know, roughly 5% maybe of your body weight. No, you can't even really say that, I don't think. You could probably basically say, you can learn the steps needed to lose body fat or body weight, right? Or like, look at these results that people have gotten by losing, like using this program or whatever. But you can't make like a guarantee of where like, oh, you can lose 30 pounds in 30 days. You can't make a claim like that because obviously people are not all going to be able to do that. <sighs> Man. They're probably going to get sued, in my opinion. They're probably going to get sued probably pretty hard by their investors. Let's see. Meanwhile, a quick review of Rev's collection of retail sites signals trouble. Industry sources note. The now bare-bones model site looks like it hasn't been updated for months. Football season is right around the corner, reads the first message after clicking the NFL tab, even though the NFL season ended last month. Other tabs that promise licensed caps, jerseys, and sports regalia are completely empty. The few available offerings, including a smattering of barbecue grill covers, t-shirts, and wallets with random sports logos. This is crazy, this story to retail's former CEO, Mitchell Modell, fumed in an interview with The Post. They are not able to get regular merchandise and are selling stuff from 2021. It's all outdated. Modell claimed he was rebuffed 
by Lopez shortly after Rev scooped up the former Big Apple's mainstays brand for nearly $4 million in 2019. I was trying to protect my brand, but there was no interest on his part, Modell said. Rev made headlines in December 2021 when it announced its plan to rebrand century-old Radio Shack into a cryptocurrency exchange platform. Oh yeah, I remember this. This week, there was no mention of crypto on the site, which still promotes Cyber Monday and offers an electric mix of products under new arrivals, including guitars, ukuleles, and toasters. Last June, Radio Shack drew scorn when its Twitter account began using profane language and drug references in apparent publicity stunt to draw attention to the fizzled crypto venture. Elsewhere, the Linens and Things site features just a handful of comforters under the Betting Basics tab, including three that have patterns. Impure's ones, usually upscale glassware in China, have been replaced by more low-rent offerings. It looks to me like they are buying exclusively from closed-out retailers like TJ Maxx and Marshalls, and whatever is left when they don't want merchandise anymore, a distressed debt and brand licensing expert who did not want to be identified to the post. They have an amalgamation of old, mediocre, or not relevant brands selling so many items that are sold out or not interesting, the expert added. Their sales can't be very good. And I agree. And again, the thing is, is like, why not go down selling some form of digital product for all of these brands? Like, I don't even understand what they're even doing. Because they're just basically losing constant amounts of money. They're raising constant amounts of money. They're making guarantees that are probably not able to be met. Like, it's just, ugh, man, this is going to get so bad. Radio Shack was a great store, as was Pure One. I've been following for a couple years now. Looks like a Ponzi scheme. The thing is, like, even if it is a Ponzi scheme, it doesn't even seem like a good one. Right? It's like, it doesn't even... Oh, man. It's just so bad. Ty Lopez has always been a huckster from late-night infomercials to be rich like me seminars to questionable dating sites suppose fake profiles. When you hear the name Ty Lopez, think snake oil salesman. I mean, potentially, the thing is, like, whatever you might say about Ty Lopez, he's a very good marketer of digital products. I just don't understand why he wouldn't just continue to do that. Stupid people with money. Follow the money. Feel free to give your thoughts on this. It's just crazy to me.